I want to welcome you to Yolanda, Conversations with Yolanda. I am so excited to be here today to interview and have a conversation with Bill McCleskey. And I'm glad you guys have joined us today. And if wherever you're listening from, I know that you're going to be inspired and encouraged to kind of keep going and, and walking in and, and moving in your entrepreneurship. So, Bill, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're welcome. I want to j- jump us off by just you telling those that are listening about yourself. And uh, then I have a couple of questions for you about your new book that I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, you know, born and raised in, in, in my hometown, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, grew up always with a, a desire to do something great and have an impact in the business world, and ever since I've been a college student at this university. So about five years ago, I started a company called My Tech Partners, and it was really started out of frustration uh, from my job in corporate America. I worked for the largest cable company uh, in the country, company that we you may have heard of called Comcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just just working and, and, and grinding it out and working on the business side, Comcast business as a sales professional. And I really saw some things that I thought I could fix in, in that, you know, big bureaucratic system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely uh, went full force with my idea of my tech partners, which is really to streamline and simplify uh, how businesses shop for internet, phone, and TV service. And I tell you, over the last five years, we've attracted over 1,200 customers and, and really uh, gotten a lot of traction in the industry and, and some really cool customers and made a name for ourselves. So we've had a, a little success and, and looking to have a lot more here in the near future. Great. It's one thing that stood out that you just said in that introduction, and you said you saw a problem and you mm-hmm. wanted to yep. fix it. I tell people all the time, oh, yeah. entrepreneurship is about finding solutions to problems. And if you're not finding a solution, how are you going to get customers? And so that was so key yeah. in that introduction. And I hope people heard that because if you're if you're starting out and you, you don't know what problem you're solving, you're going to have a, a hard time kind of figuring out your, your, your clients and your customers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and conversely, once you do figure out the problem you're solving and you have the solution, it's a lot easier to attract customers and, and continue to get customers. So that is key. Absolutely. I, I know both of us are on this entrepreneurship journey. And you, you mentioned in your intro that you were working in corporate America and you decided, like, I want to do this on my own. Tell me a, a little bit about what that process looked like for you when you stepped out. Because it can be scary. It can be like, oh, I don't know, but I know I'm supposed to be doing this. Oh, yeah. So how was that transition oh, yeah. for you? Well, you know, you know, and I get that question a lot from, from my, my friends or, or just associates who are working in corporate America. And they say, man, how did you do it? How did you leave? And I, I think everybody's path is different, right? You know, yes. my journey or my story is my story. But for me... I realized that, hey, I have this idea, I want to leave my job, but I didn't have enough money saved up. So my my plan was to save up a certain amount of money Mm -hmm. and to start my business while I was still working uh, on that job, you know? And and so, you know, just ironically, the business I was starting was kind of a conflict of interest (laughs) with my job, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. 
Oh man, so so it, so it happened kind of, you know, uh, not the way I would have planned it. But my job found out they they found out I had started my business. They said, "Listen, this can't happen, and and we're going to suspend you with pay." And I said, "You know what? Don't worry about it. I quit." <laughs> uh, and and I tell you, Yolanda, I was about two months out from where I wanted to be financially in terms of yes. having the money saved up and. And all that good stuff. Having, you know, one of my credit cards paying off. You know, I had all these yes. objectives of bullets to hit. But even though I was two months out from that, I still had some money saved up. I still had started executing my plan. And I tell you, um, you know, God just showed me, look, you, you were ready and you didn't even know you were ready. Exactly. And it, it took it took just something like that happening to push me out of the nest and to see if I was ready to fly. And with sweat equity and faith, I mean, we made it happen. That is so good. It, it does take you coming out of side of your comfort zone and doing some things that might be like a little scary. But if we don't do things uh, and, and just jump out there and do it, a lot of times we're looking back years later and saying, man, why didn't I do that? And so exactly. it, it does take exactly. something to kind of push us. Sometimes God will start cutting other stuff off and make you just go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's exactly what happened for me. But when I look back now, like it's easy to see that, but mm-hmm. at the time, yeah, it was scary. You know, I was I, I had a girlfriend at the time who's now my wife. Uh huh. And 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 when I, you know, when that whole transition happened, she was like, "Oh my goodness, like what are we gonna do?" And blah blah blah. And now we look back at it and laugh, right? But right. At, at the end of the day, uh, like I said, it's, it's about you know developing that increased faith and and really having the the grind or, or the, the work ethic to put behind that and, uh, you know, produce results. Right. What have you seen as you, as you stepped out and started your business, what is some of your really wins that you, you remember like weekly? Like I remember this when we first started and it's like that win that you mm-hmm. knew that was going to help y'all continue to go forward. Well, I, yeah, that's a great question. So when when I told my job, when I told Comcast Business that, hey, listen, don't worry about putting me on suspension. I'm going to go ahead and quit and resign. And that was on a Monday. Um, so I turned in my resignation letters to HR, my boss, and my sales director. But I already had appointments set up. Mm. So I left. After turning in, in those resignation letters, I left. And sold my first appointment. And then I had another appointment later on that afternoon. I sold that one. So I got two customers for the first time, like as a full-time entrepreneur, you know, the day I turned in my resignation letters. And and so that's one thing I really remember because, you know, to me it was like, okay, this is going to work. You just got to keep working it. Just keep working your plan. You know what to do. Just do what you know, you know. Exactly. And, and I remember um, a couple of months later, I, I kind of figured that, hey, I got to get, I got to really attract some quality customers. Because mm-hmm. the customers I was getting, you know, they were cool, but it was going to take me a while to reach my financial goals. And I kept getting, you know, kind of these small customers. I said, I need some bigger customers, really. Mm-hmm. I need some more money. Yeah. That's really what I told myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, I remember a couple of months in, you know, we won a deal with three hotels uh, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we closed that deal, and I said, "Okay, we we're moving now because yes. if we if we were able to close this deal, you know, this small company they never heard of us, but you know, we came across professionally. We told them we could solve their problem, 
and uh, they went with us. So that told me right there, hey, if I could do this, uh, the sky's the limit. So, yeah, those were some uh, early wins that I definitely remember. That's so good because those wins help you like to understand that we can do this. It's going to take some work. We're going to have to be out there grinding Mm -hmm. it. But we see the system that we have in place is working. And I know you have a a sales team and a system that you guys use. Has that system changed for you as you have grown over the years from what it was when you first started? Yeah, it's it's changed a little bit because, you know, when when I first started the company, a big part of the system was what I learned when I was working in corporate America. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tweaked it a little bit and, and kind of, we, we, you know, tailored it to our company and our flavor, but about 80% of it was, you know, what I learned from the corporate arena. Yes. But over the course of four or five years, we added some, some things to it, uh, like technology and, and just kind of, you know, a trial and error. Uh, learning uh, feedback from our customers and, and just trying to work more efficiently uh, to attract customers to kind of make a plan that uh, that that works. And and I tell you, anybody that's building a business or, or is, is an aspiring entrepreneur, systems are the key. You, know, you want to get to the point where you build systems and then you just follow the system. And you you may always look at the system, you know, every month or every quarter and say, okay, how can we make this more efficient or what's not working or how can we make this better? But those systems are what you do day in and day out that should produce the results that you uh, require. That is so good. I know when, as entrepreneurs, we love to see the wins, but we know when you step out and running your own thing, they're, they're, it's hard. So what are some mm-hmm. things that you have seen that you would advise a new entrepreneur that, when you first started that was, was hard points for you or was struggles for you that you worked through? Uh, You know, one of the biggest struggles I see people have, and I have experienced this as well, you know, it's just having some structure and accountability Yeah. because, you know, when you have a job, you know, you got to report to your boss and you got your sales meetings and all this type of stuff. They have, you know, the the tracking tools online, your customer resource management tools and all this. So what I would recommend is you have to create some type of structure for yourself uh, in terms of your time management. You should know what you're doing every single hour of the day. Yes. Okay. And, and I tell my salespeople this all the time, you know, between 830 and 1030, you should know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Between one and three, that's follow-up time. Mm-hmm. And then we have networking events. Everything, everything on your calendar, you should know. Now, it's not always going to play out perfectly because life happens. You know, something's going to come up. Right. But you have a plan. You have a, a regimen, so to speak, uh, that's your own little system that works. And the other thing is account- accountability. Yes. I mean, you have to have an account- some type of accountability to keep, to keep you on point and, and to keep you accountable. I mean, and, and I don't care whether that's, uh, uh, you know, a, a friend of yours, a colleague a coach, whoever, but somebody needs to keep you accountable for, hey, this is what I'm going to accomplish today, this mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do this week and this month, and then they hold you to it. You know, exactly. I don't care whether I'm going to make 10 calls today, hey, did you make your 10 calls? Exactly. You know? so, so that, because we, you know, uh, if we're our own boss, sometimes we can be lax. Exactly. You know, to <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and I remember, hey, listen, I was when I first started my tech, I was working out of my house and 
I had my a spare bedroom that I used as an office. And I tell you, I would get up, I go to the office, work, and about you know eleven thirty, I grab something to eat. And guess what? I'm walking back to my office, but I pass my bedroom, and I'm like, you know what? I'm on watching TV for like an hour. And, show. Right. and th- three hours later, uh huh, exactly. <laughs> I wake up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And that's when I realized I got to give me an office. Yeah, oh, that's I cannot, good. I'm just one of those people. I can't work out there. Some people can do it, mm-hmm. but I had, to, I had to give me an office. That accountability is key. Some of my clients, I tell them, I, I have them do a workflow because I was like, you talking about you can't get anything done. Tell me what your workflow is. It was like, what? I'm like, what's your schedule? I need to see yeah. what you're working on daily yeah. and hourly. It may be some places where you're spending too much time, some places when you're not being able to finish it finish the other things to reach your, your, your goal. And once they have those workflows in place, they were seeing stuff just popping, but without a map, it's just like trying to go to New York and you don't know the way, but you think you're going to get there. It's like, no, you need a roadmap into where you're going. One of the things that, that I've, I've been, I've been looking at your, your new book, get off your assets. Yes. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that and and how did you come up with the the book title and what made you want to write this book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, really, out of necessity, I think for people who, who kept reaching out to me and asking me how I built a business, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that when I would sit down with people and have conversations. You know, they would think it, it's about the idea, or it's about yes, it's about resources, it's about raising money, it's about mm-hmm. you know. And I would say, you know, not really. It's about these internal qualities mm-hmm. or or internal assets that you already have that you're not even maximizing. Exactly. And, and I I I, I entitled the book that because for me, my experience was. I thought I needed a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, to get started. Or I thought I needed the contacts and all this stuff. And and I didn't have what I thought I needed. What I used was what was inside of me, you know. Yes. So it was my faith. It was my work ethic. It was my resilience, you know. Mm-hmm. All of these things that I already had, but I had to access them. I had to develop and nurture them. And then I had to use them. I had to apply what was already in me. So that's why the book is entitled Get Off Your Assets, because the most valuable assets you have are within you. Exactly. And, and I think if most people really understood what's inside of them, then they would they would go after probably a lot more than they're reaching for now, but they'd achieve a lot more as well. So that's that's really what the book is about. It's just my, my journey. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 12 chapters and 12 principles of, of you know, what we apply in my business. And what really helped me when I got started. Great. One of the one of the things that stood out to me when I was looking at it is one of the things you said is execution is not the main thing; it's the only thing. Tim, t- let's talk a little bit about oh, yeah. that. <laughs> oh, I, hey, listen. When you say execution, I I love my salespeople probably get tired. Execution. <laughs> we we have uh, uh, one of my mentors said innovation is rewarded. But execution is worshipped. And what That's that so means good. is you, you can be creative and you can have a great idea and a great system even. Mm-hmm. But if you don't execute on it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Right? So the world is looking for people who can deliver results. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's what it's about. It's about what what can you do? 
And if you deliver results, then then that's execution. So I don't, you know, we got a great system and we got you got talent and all this stuff. But if you're not applying what you know, then it's useless. Exactly. One of the other yeah. ones I wanted you to speak to is embrace adversity. And how do, how do you and your team do that? How do you do that? And how do you kind of assist your team in, in being able to do that? Yeah, so I think uh, embracing adversity is, is all about growth. Mm-hmm. And, and I really believe, like, we're all on this, this journey. You know, we all, we all have a, a certain path here on this earth uh, in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what we experience, whether it's good or bad, we, you know, if we're in the valley, then we're supposed to learn something from that, you know? Absolutely. And that's why I say embrace it, because I, as I look back on my life, and I, I noticed all of these trials and all of these challenges I came up against, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing so well, and this and that. And, I, and it, it, it grew me or molded me into a certain type of person, right? Mm-hmm. So now that when I experience some type of adversity, I'm like, okay, I've been through something like this before. Let's go. Let's move. I know how to approach it, and it, it's made me a better person. Yes. And one thing I talk about in the book is you got to be before you can do, and you yes. got to do before you can have. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, you know, most people want to have. They want to have the money and the car. Yes. And, and, and But they don't want to do the work. And even if they want to do the work, a lot of people don't do the work because they have not become the right person. Exactly. So you got to be first. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the way we become the right person it's by going through something not so pleasant, you know, right. that adversity molds us into the, the, the right person. So whether that's, you know, uh, going through a financial challenge or a, a personal or family uh, challenge, I mean, yeah, it, it really molds our mindset and makes us into the person we need to become mm-hmm. so that we can attract the success we ultimately desire. That is so good. It is so true. And, and I think a lot of people, when they hear entrepreneurship, they don't think about the work that it takes to get it done. It, sometimes they feel like, I just don't want to work for nobody. I'm going to start my own thing. And their mindset ain't right. even focused yeah. on. I said, if you don't have the mindset of an entrepreneur while you're working for somebody, you're going to struggle right. trying to do it for yourself. Oh, so that mind got to be right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, and you know what? I tell people now, I say, listen, if you have a job, you are still an entrepreneur. You're the CEO of yourself exactly you know what i mean yes. you incorporate it and your client is your job mm-hmm. you know what i mean exactly That's your client. exactly so so if, if you start to kind of flip it and change your perspective and say okay i do make the decisions for my life I control everything about my life. My reputation, that's my brand. Right. You know, the way I handle my personal finance, that's my family. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you are an entrepreneur, so, so get that mindset while you still got a job, before you think you need to step out. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell people also that if you if you're working for somebody and you want them to be the number one company in the city or in your state or in, in the country, uh-huh. and you're working hard for them, It'll be easier for you to do that for yourself. But if you're not wanting to do that excellent work it, with, for someone yeah. else, you're going to struggle try, trying to do it for, for yourself. That's right. What, what, you know, it's, it's like renting rent an apartment and, and you keep that apartment messy that you rent, but you tell God you want to own a house. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know you, you, you and your team, uh, have are are located in Nashville. Is all of your team in Nashville? 
So the, our core team is in Nashville. We have a big uh, partner program where we partner with about 200 IT firms across the country. Okay. Uh, but those are not employees. Those are referral partners, or we call them sales partners. Okay. And us leads, but those guys are all over the country. But yeah, our core team is, is in Nashville. I know as a Nashville native myself, and you're a Nashville native, have you found, found it difficult to connect or easier to connect to Nashville or outside of the Nashville area for your business? You know, my, my experience is that for the most part, it's, it's I don't, I don't want to say it's been easy, but it hasn't been like super challenging. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've been able to, to form some strategic partnerships uh, in Nashville. And, you know, I mean, there have been instances where, you know, people don't want to partner with us or they don't want to have a conversation with us. But I think for the most part, you know, People in Nashville are about community mm-hmm. and uh, are about partnership, especially if you can add value or show value uh, on your end. Absolutely. That's it. Provide value. Because <clears throat> I do a lot of business outside of Nashville, but I do some in Nashville. And I think because mm-hmm. I'm native, I've been able to connect with people because I'm here. But then some places yeah. it's been hard. But majority of the time, it's it's relational. I mean, absolutely. You can't yeah. just call on them when you just want them. It's like, what can you? It's a give and take. How can you help them as right. well? And so, trying to right. teach entrepreneurs is about give and take. If you're going to come to the table, bring something to the table, and also be able to leave with something as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I know you have a, a a boot camp coming up, uh, and I'd love to hear kind of who should come to this boot camp. Kind of some of the things that will be discussed. Um, so that those that are here this in the next day or two can can really jump in there if if, if it fits them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it, it's a sales boot camp. So mm-hmm. it's specifically uh, geared to teaching people how to increase their sales. And I like to say double your sales. We, for the most part, I can I can probably show somebody how they can double their sales. You know, yes. within six to twelve months. That's great. Um, but what we're doing is teaching our ninety day madman game plan that we that we've done over the last five years in in my tech in my company uh which has worked for us and every year we've been able to double sales uh except for one year you know and it took us to a seven figure business and we just keep following that same system over and over and over again and you know what I, i said you know Again, getting a lot of calls from friends and associates that, hey, can you help me with a sales cycle? Can mm-hmm. you help me with a system? Can yeah. You, can give me some feedback. And I said, you know what? I can't sit down with everybody. Exactly. Maybe I'll write a book, you know, and then I, I wrote the book. And then I said, but the book is really not helping. Let me do, let's do a, a, a workshop, a boot camp. So mm-hmm. it's four hours of, of really getting in to the, the, the trenches of different businesses. And for for this one in January, the January boot camp is actually sold out. It's uh, okay. January 20th. Yeah. But we're That's doing good. The That's a good thing. <laughs> oh, no doubt. And let me tell you, so Yolanda, I keep them, uh, I intentionally keep them small, okay? Yeah, me too. Uh, so it's up to 15 people, okay? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this one's uh, in January sold out. But the one in February 24th, okay. uh, which we haven't started promoting yet, that's the next one. So it'll be February 24th between 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. in downtown Nashville. Okay. Uh, but we have different industries that signed up for the one in January. So we got insurance folks, real estate folks. Wow, that's uh, we great. We got somebody that does you 
know, tours. We got, you know, people that, uh, a massage therapist. Wow. Uh, we got somebody in the financial industry. We got somebody that's a nonprofit. But people are great at what they do. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're skilled, but they don't necessarily have uh, the sales skills to build a system that works. So that's really the world I come from. So that's the value that I add. And I say, so we're going we're gonna to make this an online course. Good. I was going to ask you about, about that. This. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. That is so good. So, so you know, a lot of times with, with even individual entrepreneurs and their company, there is, you know, people use the word superpower. Like this is something we uh-huh. know we're good at and it, it's just worked for us. Or as an individual, what is that thing that you feel like that has been whether you were in corporate or having your own business that you always knew you had and nobody could take it away. Oh yeah. Well, I'm a, I, I tell people I'm a flamingo. All that means is, you know, I'm a, I'm a people person. Yes. You know, when, when, if you drop me in a crowd or in a networking event, I, y'all going to think it's my event. Okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I walk in there, I won't know anybody, and I'll leave knowing everybody uh-huh. because um, I'm just a, a, a relationship person, and mm-hmm. I love people, and I'm genuinely interested in other people. You yes. know, I love to, to hear other people's stories and to hear about their problems and what they're working on or whatever. And so, I think that connecting with people is something that is is one of my gifts. And, and I, I just recently realized that because I would talk to some of my salespeople and I said, well, why, why aren't you asking these questions or why aren't you? And, and right. I, you know, my wife told me, she said, oh, no, that's just you. Right. Exactly. You know? and, and obviously, you know, other people have that gift too, but, you know, that's just me. I, I call myself a flamingo. We we did uh, the DISC assessment uh, with our team you uh-huh. know, to kind of figure out what their personality strengths were, what their their gaps were. And, you know, so, yeah, I'm a flamingo. Uh, other people, we call them a gorilla, which means they, they're they about, they're a taskmaster. They're like, yes. go, 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 go. And I'm like, yo, let's slow down. Let's have a party. Like, right. So, let's get to know each other. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. That, that is so good. Yeah, you have to know where your skill sets are. And and, and that's that just tells why you're so good at sales is because you have to be relational. If you really mm-hmm. want to be a great right. salesperson and really get get what you're doing out there. One of the things I want us to leave with before we we end this conversation is how do people uh get a hold of you whether it's a company or individual looking for training? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, um so everything can be accessed through my website, my personal website which is billmccluskey.com. Okay. And that's spelled B I L L M C C L E S K E Y dot com. And uh, so everything about, you know, there's links on there about my company, MyTech, okay. some other ventures that we have going on, uh, the video series that we do, The Grind Includes Friday and the yes. Boot Camp and all that stuff, uh, the book. So uh, BillMcCluskey.com is where, where guys can uh, reach out. Great. I'll, I'll make sure that link is in the podcast. And what's next for my tech? What do you see next for you guys? Well, we're certainly uh, continuing to work on our systems and in growth mode uh, for customer acquisition. But this year, we're working on a company acquisition. So we, oh, wow. we started uh, having some conversations late last year with some smaller IT firms and 
and we contract with a lot of them, like I mentioned, all over the country. But uh-huh. we, we're going to start growing through acquisitions. So That's so good. We're going to be doing one or two of those this year and, and, and knocking those out and just to continue to grow this this uh, idea and this, this, this small company that my old boss told me would never work. See, <laughs> look at that. That's just fire to have yeah. you keep going. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no absolutely. Well, thank you, Bill, for joining me today on Conversation with Yolanda. I've enjoyed this conversation. I know those that will listen will really be inspired and encouraged to continue their entrepreneurship journey and also reach out to you where they're needing support, especially in the area of sales. So thank you so much for joining me, and I wish you the best for 2019. Thank you so much. Thanks for the uh, the, the time and the invite, Yolanda. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye.